0: Sona, the 10th be Tasmanian Devil. Wednesday, March 29th, 6, six eighteen p.m. I struggled a little bit with that bang. I don't know if you heard. Uh, I did.
1: I noticed. Okay. Well, a little catch on the bang.
0: A little, little. I, I'm sick. I'm, I'm sick as a dog.
1: Well, uh, what, what at number episode is this? Because whatever the number of bangs you did before this, it was a pretty impressive streak
0: yeah oh thank you I think this is episode this has got to be like it's probably 157 ish Ooh, so
1: 156 156
0: broken. yeah <laughs> it's longer than my best wordle streak which I think was 133 wow well the the series of bangs are over I guess uh can't win them all yeah I'm I'm I've got some sort of a cold but it's not covid I could play. If, if there was a game tonight, I could play. Oh. I think so. I think I wouldn't be in health and safety protocols, but if the, if the team asked me to say bang, I don't know if I could do it.
1: You'd be in trouble. Would you be like playing the field or you're like, I'm going to take a DH day?
0: I would like a DH day. That's a good comp. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, like, like Shohei Otani, but I, <laughs> but I guess I wouldn't be pitching. Speaking of which, let's let's start by talking about the World Baseball Classic. Uh you were there in Arizona for some of the pool play we were just talking about before the show.
1: I was. Yeah. I went to um Colombia versus Mexico and then the US versus Mexico. Wow. Um, so a lot of Mexico, but yeah. Um yeah, super super fun. Um it mean makes sense given the location, but U.S. and Mexico fans definitely showed out the strongest of anyone who was there, um, but yeah, just had never been to an international sporting event either, so it's just a very cool environment.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if I've ever been to an international sporting event. It's a good question. Um, I don't think so. I've never gotten to wave a flag. <laughs> did you? Did you paint your face red, white, and blue?
1: I wish i had there were some interesting uh costumes yeah. um i was glad they only did it when they played england because we watched the great britain us game on tv and we saw people wearing like colonial garb it's <laughs> like maybe this works for england otherwise let's kind of not do this
0: yeah
1: um but yeah very fun um did you watch it
0: so I only, I pretty much only watched, I saw some highlights and then watched the championship game of Japan versus mm. us. And, um, you know, I I've in the past not really watched the world's baseball classic. The first time they did it, I watched and it was kind of boring and it's always been kind of not nah, meh, but this year I was excited to, and I wanted to tune in because of Shohei Otani, um, knowing that he was probably going to come in in relief uh, like, there's no doubt that he is great for baseball. Yeah. I mean, he is absolutely a star. Just, I, I, I imagine other people tuned in to the World Baseball Classic because of him.
1: Yeah, it really is just, like, it feels like something that, like, 12-year-old Marcus would have made up in a video game, but otherwise it <laughs> never would have
0: happened. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think I got to... This year, if he come if he's pitching any day against the Mets or Yankees, I'm going to try to get tickets for that and then sell them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go see it. I just want to sell tickets for it.
1: Yeah, you just want to participate in the Otani economy,
0: <laughs> o- economy, o- economy. But yeah, I mean, like, if you were scripting the Baseball Classic in terms of like, how can we make it? the most storybook ending for baseball fans. I mean, that was it. Just Otani coming into the ninth in a save situation against his teammate, Mike Trout, and just, and strikes him out. It was, it was, it was pretty amazing. It was like a great sports moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, you know, I hear you about like some of the sort of the weirdness and like, especially like on the pitching side, most of the best guys don't go. They don't Mm want to get hurt. The pitching rules are weird but it also like maybe it's because it's been six years maybe that's also a takeaway is this shouldn't be every four years it should be every six so people (laughs) really miss it um but i also like you know baseball's gotten better about letting like players have fun but they're still like sort of that sort of like old button up the attitude sometimes and like this they were really letting people do stuff that was just I don't know, like, so much funnier and had so much more character. Like, um, the Great Britain team, whenever they did something good, like, if they, like, hit a double, they would stand on the base and pretend to, like, drink a little cup of tea. They would be, like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, way to own the, like, most stereotypical British thing possible.
1: I mean, I think most of those guys were from the Bahamas, so they're just making fun (laughs) of them, but... (laughs)
0: Yeah. Are there any British MLB players? I don't Probably think just, so. Maybe just Bahamans. But, um or not even that.
1: I think they're I think the rules were they needed at least like half the team to be people who were native to Great Britain. Mhm. Um so it's definitely out there. And there was one guy, the guy who was hitting leadoff for them. It's like, ah, he's a legacy British baseball player. His dad's in the British Baseball Hall of Fame, and we were all sitting there like, oh wow, <laughs> right. didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, I think um, I remember in the Olympics this past year, where they are the the most recent Summer Olympics. They had, did they have? No, maybe they didn't have major league players, but they had some former major league players. Mm-hmm. So I know the Israeli uh, Olympic team is any like American Jewish player could play for Israel.
1: Yeah, they definitely they stretch it yeah. for sure, especially for some of the like, you know, Team Italy.
0: <laughs> right. So, yeah, for Team Italy, it's just like yeah.
1: Mike Piazza was the manager.
0: Ah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing more Italian than going Mike out on D. the Piazza for some pizza.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true.
0: So great time. I guess they didn't in the WBC though, they didn't implement any of the new rules that MLB has.
1: No old rules, old um,
0: rules, but new, rules. new flair,
1: new flair, old rules. Uh, it had to be interesting for some of those players. Like, cause I imagine it's set in Miami and Phoenix. So it's easy to do spring training and go back and forth to mm-hmm. so like, but you know, they're like, they go back for their spring training game, different rules, Drive across town. It's back to the old way,
0: like right. Because like for yeah, I think in the first spring training game, Max Scherzer had like two consecutive box or two consecutive call, whatever it is, it, it like automatic strikes when you mm-hmm. over when you go over the, to, the fifteen second time limit. Yeah, so there's an adjustment period for all these pitchers, especially mm-hmm. the veterans who never did this before in the minors, and uh, yeah, maybe some of the. WBC pitchers didn't have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see even if they're like a little behind picking it up in season.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in the beginning there will be a lot more time violations than later in the season.
1: Yeah. That would definitely make sense.
0: Are you, are you overall excited for the new rules?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, You know, I've got to watch it either way, but yeah, it certainly feels like um, analytics has turned very much against the stolen base. Like that has been happening a lot less. And so encouraging that is what I'm most excited about. I think that will be a lot more fun. Me too.
0: Uh, I, I I think the 15 second rule will probably have the biggest impact and is the one everybody's talking about. Right. Um, and we'll probably yeah change the game and maybe make the game more exciting. But the one that the ones that I'm most excited about are the the bigger bases and the the shift rule because the shift rule. because it's like it's finally doing something about how analytics change the sport. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah, I'm just like tired of hearing like I remember reading this article by Tim Kirkton uh, a few years ago not to pick on Tim Kirkton but he refuses all my invitations to come on the show so fuck him
1: yeah piece of shit (laughs) 157 (laughs) explosions (laughs) in
0: yeah 157 bangs and he wasn't part of any of them
1: no loser
0: you know what he uh he's never allowed on the show so if you hear this and you want to come on the show guess what don't bother you're not invited and um, this stupid asshole Tim Kirk, yeah. he wrote this post on on ESPN, another network that won't hire me. Fuck them.
1: Yeah, that's so weird that this show hasn't been picked up by the ESPN family by now. I
0: know. I don't know what they're doing. What do they? What do they? What do they need? More reruns of um, of uh, <laughs> of, of of some show they used to run. Yeah. Stump the Schwab. Stump the Schwab. That's what I was looking for. (laughs) Not quite when Ben Stein's money, but yeah, same vein. Mm -hmm. Stump the Schwab. Um, Yeah, so he writes this piece about it it was like two years ago with a trend, the trend rising in strikeouts and like how all Mm -hmm. these pitchers, this was especially with pitchers adjusting with the new spin rate. And um, so players were getting as many straight cuts as possible, but also hitters were going for the three true outcome. And his conclusion, or like one of the final paragraphs was something like the change needs to come at a young age. We need to encourage little league players to not just go for the home run. Yeah. That kind of thing. And yeah. it's just like, that's the dumbest conclusion. Like I, I'm a fi- I'm fine with not liking analytics. If you don't like it, if you don't like the way it's changed the game, it's perfectly reasonable. Um, But the solution is like teams are doing this because they've all done the math and come to the conclusion that that is the best way to approach the game to get the most wins. And if you want to change that, you either have to do some sort of study that disproves it and proves that singles are the way to go or change the rules of the game so that, um, you it makes more sense to go for singles, or you can get singles and play some small ball a little bit, and that's what this is—the the bigger bases and the shift rule. Yeah,
1: absolutely, I absolutely agree. with such a stupid take to say that it's oh a problem with the baseball culture, and it's like right, you know, people are gonna do what works to win. That's how it's gonna play out. Um, circling back for a sec, I the. Other rule thing I'm like really excited about is the limited pickoffs. Yes. No one likes the 800 pickoffs to first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Forgot so, about that one. Yeah. It's going to be is so actually remind me is it it's two pickoffs, two attempted pickoffs per per at bat or per yeah. like it's I think per at bat. So it's after
1: attempted- Yeah. Wait, sorry. Go
0: ahead. I was going to say two att- or two attempted pickoffs and then yeah. you get a third one, but that third one has
1: to get the guy out. Right. Or he gets the base. Right.
0: So the, the fact that you can do the third one, cause I was wondering this at first before it was clarified was that like, you can't just like then take a lead halfway between first and second. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But has to be
0: a- I'm sure players will take a little bit bigger of a lead after two pickoffs and it, sure. it would get, it'll get exciting like after mm-hmm. every time after a pitcher has thrown two
1: pickoffs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause I don't think I've heard a cr- like when I think about like baseball games I've been to the one thing that like, there's always at least a couple moments where the crowd boos and it's because the pitcher has thrown like five pickoffs and one at bat.
0: Yeah. I mean, I oh, guess they are booing. Usually, I would assume most of the times it's when the opposing pitcher is the one picking, the, trying to pick off the guy.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's still annoying. Yeah. It's not fun to watch.
0: <laughs> uh, Steve Traxel never would have made it in this day and age.
1: No. Being washed out. Quad a pickoff champion. <laughs>
0: All right. So those are the rules. Obey them or go to jail. And now, uh, let's talk let's talk first about the Yankees and Anthony Volpe, who has made the big league roster. Yeah. He's for a long time been one of the best prospects in baseball. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've definitely been hyping him up for a while. I think it's a little surprising that he's up this to start the year, but that's a good thing. It feels like that trend is slowly reversing, where everyone just gets stashed until mm-hmm. they they can get an extra year of service out of them.
0: Right, uh, but no, no, there hasn't been a rule change there, right?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Well, you know, Tim Kirkjian started telling GMs <laughs> at a young age that it wasn't nice.
0: Yeah, that like all these like fifth graders who were ready to come to the sixth grade league were yeah. just staying behind in fifth grade and change the culture. Ah, Kirk. So Volpe, um, he was told it was like kind of an open competition sort of thing. And he just absolutely killed it in spring training. Yeah. Is he going to be their starting shorts up?
1: That's my understanding is yes. And I mean, I don't know why in the world they would do this if they weren't going to play him. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make sense either.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were kind of trapped in terms of, I mean, it's a good problem to have, but because he played so, because he hit so well in spring training like you couldn't then say, actually never mind, we're gonna put you back in triple A.
1: Yeah. Unless it's like atrocious defense, but that wasn't happening either. And so then it's like, well, what can you how can you justify this?
0: Is he projected to be a good defender?
1: I don't think he's like a a super like he's not a gold glove guy, but I think he's passable, mm-hmm. which, you know, if he's gonna hit the ball like that, that's all you need to be.
0: Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the New York Yankees had a shortstop for a long time who actually wasn't that great of a defender, though he had the Did reputation. For of the this. <laughs> ah, the captain Didi. Yeah. So, okay, so he's going to be starting. How old is he? Like twenty-one?
1: I think that's right. Something yeah. Like
0: that. Yeah, he could drink.
1: Yeah, he can get you. a beer.
0: Yeah, when the guy says beer, here. Uh,
1: that's one what they do me. at the ball
0: game. <laughs> one for me. <laughs> uh, cool. So I, the fact that he had this opportunity to show out and earn his way onto the team and did so is it makes you think he's gonna be he's gonna be a good ball player.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think. Not that they all work out, but it sure feels like the transition to the big leagues isn't as hard as it used to be. Like I feel like a lot of these guys are coming up and playing well right away now.
0: It's probably because they start swinging for home runs at a young age.
1: Yeah, it's true. They just (laughs) just spit in Kirkton's face.
0: (laughs) It gets them ready for the bigs for the show. Where, Where does Volpe go in fantasy drafts?
1: Um. I haven't done one since it was announced that he was going to start the season with the team. Right. Uh, Cause I was seeing him go like, you know, maybe 75% of the way through the draft in the ones I did, but that was all assuming there would be a, a waiting period. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's higher now.
0: Right now it's probably halfway through the draft ish. Yeah. yeah. Still some questions. Then There will be an adjustment period. All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the Padres of uh, on the Baja of California.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be an exciting season. You know, it, it's interesting expectations being this high, especially mm-hmm. with the Dodgers taking a step back for cap reasons. Like, the window's open for yeah. sure. Um,
0: the window's definitely open. Is the window? It's interesting. Is the window? Is this the last year of the window being open?
1: That's a good question. I I worry the answer is yes, but I feel like it's very dependent on um, what's left that they can do. You know, every year could be the year that you Darvish actually turns out to be feeling his age. Right. I think he's thirty six now. Like it's. I know pitchers pitch a while, but.
0: How did he, Institute. He at least in the, he came in in relief also in the, that final game of the World Baseball Classic, yeah. and well, I don't think didn't, he gave up another home run to, uh, what's his face? Schwarber. Schwarber. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, this was actually a little bit of a Padres scandal, is um, Bob Melvin, no, is that who manages the Padres? I'm having a brain fart. Um, anyway, the Padres were pissed that... uh so. Japan was not using Yu Darvish as much as they thought that he, they were going to use him. Mm. So, like, Yu Darvish, they had been thinking he's going to be the opening day starter, but Japan didn't get him the work that the Padres were expecting him to get. So now he's not going to start until the second series of the season because they have to ramp him up. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: D- D- he must have started at least one game for Japan, right?
1: I think he started in pool play and then okay. never again.
0: But they thought he'd get regular... Regular yeah. stretch amount. That is a scandal. How dare they? Yeah. And I know uh, with the American team, uh, Nick Martinez uh, left the team to go back to San Diego, right? Yeah. Because they because he was not for any scandal or anything, but that he knew he wasn't going to be starting another game.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I mean, right. he was not good.
0: Right, it's weird that he was even on the team.
1: Yeah, I mean that was really like, I don't know. The American pitching was so bad.
0: I guess they just nobody wanted to go.
1: Nobody wanted to. I know Kershaw didn't go because of like a insurance issue. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think that like a lot of these pitchers are just so hesitant to go out there, blow out their. UCL pitching in <laughs> the world baseball classic and then it's like well there's a year and a half of my career.
0: Yeah. Definitely understand that. Although so so Edwin Diaz gets hurt celebrating on the mound. Um it's a very fluky injury. Mm-hmm. Celebrating um but I guess you wouldn't celebrate like that in spring training, so I can't and say it could happen not. in spring training. But I want, I do wonder though if, you know, if it ha- if it happened just celebrating like that, maybe it was weak or his knee was weak or yeah. ready to go anyway. The other, yeah, okay. yeah, the Altuve one that was like a fluky that could happen in spring training.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And then who was, someone in spring training just got injured? Right? Luis well,
1: Hoskins, right, for his ACL, I think.
0: Right. Right, he should have pitched. He should have. uh, She should have played in the WBC.
1: Yeah, could have kept him safe. (laughs) Smaller bases.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you Darvish will be pitching in the second series, and the our opening day pitcher will be Blake Snell, right?
1: Yes. Okay,
0: so what's the rotation look like as of now?
1: think what we're looking at right now is snow musgrove darvish those are sort of the big um the main guys and then it's nick martinez and seth lugo i think are sort of penciled in as the mm-hmm. four and five guys um oh and then i think michael waka floating around back there somewhere as well
0: oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's He's literally floating around. Yeah, his ghost. (laughs) Or he's eating ghosts by saying waka waka waka.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: And as we were, uh, before I forget, we were saying the window might be closing for San Diego because uh, Darvish, you're mentioning, like you never know when he's going to feel his age. Yeah. And then the big thing is uh, Manny Machado has said he's going to, Opt out at the end of this year, right? Well, he resigned. Oh, he did. They extended him.
1: They gave him a new 10 year, $300 million deal. Oh, wow. I missed yeah. that.
0: Damn. That was uh, a <laughs> good thing on the to stumped a- the Schwab tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah, the Schwab would have gobbled you up on that one. It <laughs> would
0: have stumped me. Oh, man. Okay, so that's. So that, I mean, that, that's great. And also, I mean, he's one of the best players in baseball yet. That's going to, that has him probably through like age 40.
1: Yeah. They're hugely committed to these guys. Yeah. I mean, Catice I guess we're in like year three of the deal now, but it's like a 13 year contract. So he'll be there until his mid thirties. Bogarts is going to be there till he's 40. Machado's there till he's 40. Darvish for some reason they just signed him to like a five-year deal <laughs> so he's gonna be here forever
0: right and i'm sure they're gonna offer soto what they can uh he's but, and he's gonna get probably like 50 million a year or something
1: yeah but i mean, there's definitely like you know eight nine years down the road there's a world where they've got like just a shit ton of old guys making at least 30 billion dollars a right. year it's gonna be bad
0: I mean, this summer though, th- that those were the kind of contracts given out. Uh, not yeah. this summer. That's not when the off season is for baseball. This winter, uh, yeah, like like Aaron Judge and Trey Turner and and whoever got their big deals. Uh, Jacob Degrom, and it's just yeah. like a lot of the positional players, especially infielders, who could play in. in Especially like shortstops or third basemen yeah. like Xander Bogarts, are getting these kind of deals, and that's just the going, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. It's just as far as I know, there's not another team with this many deals on the roster.
0: It's crazy. I, I mean, yeah. do you think do you think the San Diego Padres is a profitable
1: business? I think I can't be. The guy's got to be all in on like building value for when he sells it. And he's just like, right. I'm gonna take the loss on that,
0: right? Because it's a smallish market team. Yeah, and I guess the, the, I mean the the atmosphere is good in the stadium. They're probably selling a good amount of
1: tickets these days. Yeah, people are definitely turning up. Um, and even when I was in Arizona, there was probably more Padres gear out there than maybe any team except the Dodgers. So like, the fans are activated. Okay. So So
0: when you got compliments on your Baja jersey, was it from other Padres fans or just baseball fans?
1: Definitely. I'd say both. Like, you know, the Padres fans were excited to see it. There weren't that many Baja jerseys out there. Did you see Um, any? I saw one. um, Who did I see? Uh, I saw a Machado one, but I think just one other one.
0: Is yours you, Darvish?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: We'll see. I can't wait to see their city jersey this year.
1: I don't think they do one every year. I, I think they do like eight teams a year or something.
0: Oh, that's that's right.
1: Yeah. Wow. So you got to wait four years or whatever. <laughs> Six is. years.
0: Unless. Like the WCC. All right, but Soto is definitely a free agent at the end of this season. Yes. Okay. Unless, yeah. Yeah. Do you think you think uh, does he, he still gets, I'm guessing, drafted in the first round of fantasy drafts?
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's a very in demand player, especially like I play a lot of OBP stuff where right. he's especially valuable.
0: Right. Because he has what he's always leads the league in walks or yeah. he's near the top. I got to assume he's going to have a good year. Suppose and he, he played really well in the World Baseball Classic, right? He did.
1: Yeah. He's looking a lot better. You know, I think he's been, it feels weird to say like, he's been so good for so long, but he's still just like 24. And it's like, I got traded across the country. It's not wild to think he needed an adjustment period.
0: Yeah. It's a good point. It's amazing to think that he's only 24.
1: Yeah. seems like a savvy
0: veteran at this point. Uh, all right. So let's go through the lineup. Um, catcher are we still with Austin Nola or do we have a different catcher now
1: believe it's still Austin Nola okay I think that's still the guy
0: is Campusano still floating around like Michael Waka?
1: yeah he's waka walking as well <laughs> um yeah I think he's gonna be like the full-time backup guy this year but I don't think he's displaced Austin Nola which is not a ringing endorsement
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh at first
1: jake cronenworth
0: ah yeah. crones the crones Zone has shifted over to the right
1: yes. well they're finally free of eric osmer after all those years right so,
0: so crone zone there and then second base is is that gonna be Ha-Sung Ha-Sung Kim? Hassan kim yeah okay Who's probably the best defensive shortstop on the team.
1: Yes, I, right. I would think so. He's really talented there, but I think it's just an ego thing as mm-hmm. much as anything else.
0: And that ego defaults to Xander Bogart's at short. Yes. Right. Chato at third. Um, right. When Tatis gets back, and I'm assuming Tatis is going to be locked in like after after everything he's gone through.
1: Yeah, you have to think so, but that was the worst period is over.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he should come in on a motorcycle <laughs> up to the plate.
1: Yeah, does a wheelie falls on <laughs> motorcycle falls on top of him. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so where he's is he gonna be playing in the outfields or DHing? Right. I've
1: been I think he's gonna be I could see them having him DH more often than um, if he hadn't had all these injuries and issues, but I think he's going to mostly be right field. Okay. And then who's at center and left center is Trent Grisham and mm-hmm. left is Juan Soto. Okay. Yeah.
0: Obviously left Juan Soto. Grish the dish at center, <laughs> you yeah.
1: know, and then we've got two, uh, ancient guys to play dh
0: okay who We've are got
1: nelson cruz all right and we got matt carpenter and i think they're gonna platoon
0: ah okay yeah. they're probably because they were in a platoon together in world war ii yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so and is our
1: is our guy jerks and still on the team jerks and profar is a colorado rocky so oh i think first God. game of the year we get our jerks and profar revenge series
0: <laughs> yeah that bastard he left us <laughs> i mean we gave him everything
1: it's true uh. we, gave him, we gave him the larry the athlete wall it still wasn't enough <laughs>
0: it's still He still he was like no i want to actually get playing time so yeah. he went to colorado well, maybe in that high altitude, you could have a season where he hits 370
1: or something. Oh, my God. That would be so funny if he, like, hit 400. <laughs> Just completely random.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I could go for that. Well, happy trails. Farewell, Jerickson Profar. As they say, once a Padre, always a Padre.
1: You know. It's true. He's, he's a Padre Emeritus now. Yeah. He's,
0: (laughs) he represents us at the lottery. He's on the dais when they draw the ping pong balls.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll, they're just waiting for, you know, this little Rockies fling to be over before they retire his number.
0: (laughs) Right. He's like, he's like, he's the, he's like what Wade Boggs was to Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just the face of the city.
0: I think the Rays actually just—I was—I was watching a uh, spring training game between the Rays and the Yankees, and they were talking about. I think they inducted him into the Tampa Bay Hall of Fame. Oh, did they? Tampa Bay Rays, That's like nice. Hall of Fame, which he's—he's he's already in the major league, in the baseball Hall of Fame as a Devil Ray, but. Didn't he go in as a Devil Ray? Isn't that a thing? I think he did, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> that's nice. <laughs>
0: but now we, now he we finally made the prestigious Tampa Bay Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah.
0: Along, in the same class with Carl Crawford.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Carl Crawford is definitely a Tampa Bay Hall of Famer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we got to have Carl Crawford, Delman Young.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Delman Young, long-time top prospect in baseball. Mm-hmm. I guess um, is our other former Tampa Bay Ray, um, Will, what's his face, gone? Will
1: Myers? Yeah, Will Myers. Yeah, Will Myers is in Cincinnati.
0: Mm. I'm sure he's going to be eating lots of Skyline chili.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why he he had to leave for the chili. (laughs) He had too much San Diego fish chili.
0: Right. It's like where's the, he kept saying where's the beef?
1: <laughs> the weirdest part, he didn't even know the reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't joking. He wasn't no. trying to be funny. <laughs> All right, so that's our outfield. That's, that's the
1: outfield. The, that's the outfield.
0: Um relievers who we got coming out of the pen on their motorcycles.
1: Um, let's see. Well, we have Josh Hader, who I think right. seemed to have turned things around after that real rough yep. stretch.
0: Throw in some haterade Aid.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, we have Nabil Krismat, who was actually the opening day starter for the Colombian World Baseball Classic team. Okay. Um, it's it's honestly it's very different. I feel like we had a lot of continuity in this pen until this year. Um but um Luis Garcia, who is fine.
0: Um wait, is he wait, who is the guy who like was like a twenty nine year old rookie or he was awesome in the playoffs?
1: Um Oh wait, that might be him, yeah okay um then stephen wilson who's been sort of floating around forever tim hill um he was like part of that weird flurry of trades in 2020 when like clevenger came and all those guys mm-hmm. came in um and i guess austin Null is part of that weird flurry the 2020
0: last man standing
1: yeah um and then we've got Sale prospect Brent Honeywell Jr. is going to be our swingman guy. Okay. Brent Brent Honeywell Jr. Yeah. It's a good name. It's true. With the name like that, this guy couldn't work things out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, with a name like that, he could, if he, I mean, he could maybe eat some innings like like it's honey. Yeah. Something like that
1: nice glaze on there nice glaze on those innings it's like brent honeywell jr and forrest whitley like two great pitcher names and like top prospects at the same time and both just completely fell apart
0: Mm. it's unfortunate when someone with such a good name falls apart
1: yeah it's true Have you ever read any of that like research they've done about like NFL quarterback names and why like so many of them have cool names and why like the Blake portals of the world (laughs) seem to like always flame out.
0: I didn't read this research.
1: It's very, um, what am I going to say? It's very like um, just sort of tying together a coincidence, but maybe there's something to it. Just having a good name (laughs) makes you more confident, but
0: That could be. I mean, Brock Purdy is a pretty good name.
1: Yeah, Brock Purdy is a great name, and he's, in theory, should be bad, and he's good.
0: Right. (laughs) Blake Portals.
1: (laughs) Right. Elvis Gerbag. It's not going to (laughs) work. Right.
0: Yeah, and no vowel between the G and the R.
1: No, that's true. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Elvis Gerbeck. Uh, Okay, so... Yeah, it was a fun playoff run last year for the Padres. Do you... Is it kind of championship or bust this year?
1: I think so. I mean, I think that... We've hit this point where, you know, to make the NLCS again would... Certainly be nice but it would feel like a disappointment Like you know there there wasn't forward Progress when the team's all in like This yeah anything but Winning it is A failure
0: yeah I mean Obviously the baseball Playoffs are a crapshoot But you would Expect them to be one of the top have One of the top records for like The whole year pretty much And And then you want to see them at least Get to the NLCS yeah okay great. So that's baseball yes um a few things about basketball is, do you is your friend Frank
1: around for any by any chance? um let me see let me see if I can find him okay Uh Frank Frank go away. <laughs> It's hard times down here. Okay, he's here. He's just not happy. He's just
0: and yeah, doesn't like this.
1: Oh, hello, Larry.
0: How's it going, Frankie? Um, so I wanted to talk to you because the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know how much you're paying attention. I know you're living in Dallas, but they're on a little bit of a tailspin and just not playing very well.
1: Oh, you think I haven't noticed?
0: <laughs> although, although... I've seen a
1: lot of drooped heads in the parking lot, a lot of hands in pockets, and not a lot of hands full of sardines. Uh, Everyone's is... too sad to have their charitable fish sharing spirit.
0: That's so that's so against the spirit of giving. It's it's not it, do they not know that giving makes you feel good? I think they don't.
1: No, I think they don't either. And I try, you know, I'm <laughs> rubbing on Kyrie's leg. Yeah. Trying to get his attention.
0: So, what? and our guy, Frank
1: Nilakina, mm. who always probably, does he still give you fish at least? He does, well. You know he's sitting on the bench so much now that most of it gets smooshed in his pocket, so it's just sort of a paste.
0: (laughs) Still is delicious, I bet.
1: It's still it's still good. It's a little salty with sweat now, which I don't (laughs) mind.
0: You know it's unfortunate that he's been sitting on the bench so much. He finally got some play in the last two of the last three games, Mm. and both times uh, against Charlotte. He led the team in plus minus by being plus 17. The next best was um, Reggie Bullock and Christian Wood at minus one. Minus one was second best, and he's at plus 17. Mm, And then you got the game against the Pacers, their last game. He had a team leading plus 31. I mean, he's a plus minus God. Jason Kidd sucks.
1: Yeah, I think he's just jealous. I think he's afraid that if he lets Frankie's in there, then you know he's going to have to be knocked down a peg on the pantheon of Dallas point guards.
0: I think so too. I think he knows this, and he doesn't want. That's probably why he encouraged Jalen Brunson to leave.
1: Yeah, it's true. He just wants to. Pres- he just came to preserve his legacy.
0: What a what a selfish fish hog.
1: Oh, you talk about a guy who won't share any fish. This guy's just sucking sardines to the bones in the back of his pickup truck, won't share anything.
0: (laughs) And what does he do with the bones then?
1: What does he do with the bones? Yeah. Oh, he's weaving them together into some weird sweater.
0: (laughs) That's weird. That must be uncomfortable. I mean, you thought if you thought wool itched,
1: I would think so, too, but he keeps sort of muttering to himself, well, if I can't win any games, I may as well win Halloween.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I got to win something. Hmm. So I don't know if you've been following this. Um, Dallas owes their first-round pick to New York this year, but it's top 10 Mm -hmm. protected, and right now – as we stand, the the Mavericks have, this is true, the 11th worst record in the NBA. So it's very close on the precipice of not conveying to New York. It might convey. I am watching this like a hawk watches a fish in the ocean. Mm. And And some nights I'm actually rooting for Dallas because I don't want the pick to end up number 10 or number 9, you know what i mean?
1: Sure.
0: I mean, what what would you compare it to? Uh if this if a top 10 protected top 10 protected pick ended up number 11, what is that what would that be like for you?
1: Um what would that be like for me? That would be like finding a a brand new guitar to strum on but then I go and look inside it and there's a whole bunch of little dogs in there. Oh
0: God. Wow. That's like a monster in a box. Mm,
1: Exactly.
0: And finally, Frank Nillikina is a free agent at the end of the season. Um, any, any insider inside information about where he may be playing next year?
1: Here's what I'm going to say. He's got to get away from Jason Kidd.
0: Okay. So either Jason Kidd gets fired and he resigns. Yes. Or just go as far away from him as possible.
1: And, you know, I mean, I've been sort of whispering in his ear, you know, Miami's got a great fishing scene. (laughs) Yeah. So that's my hope.
0: I mean, if he goes to Miami, you know, where you know you you have a big Cuban population smoking cigars.
1: Oh, Frankie uh, cigars. Yeah,
0: maybe you could go to Miami and uh play some, you know, Mumbos.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Mumbo number fish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh Frank uh well, have you been working on any music?
1: yeah but unfortunately it's just the blues
0: (laughs) can i I, i'd still love to hear it if you want to give me a sample
1: okay hang on let me get my guitar out of all the non-fish empty fish tins I got no fish, turn you. I got no wins, I got no money, turn in, I got no fins, Jason Kidd, I'm gonna kill you. The end
0: <laughs> That was awesome. I like the part where you said you're gonna kill Jason Kidd.
1: Yeah, bleep that out for the audience, please. Do you
0: have cops who listen to this show? Mostly, at the station.
1: Oh, this is on station radio? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Uh, All right, I'll I'll try to, I hope hopefully the cops don't listen to this episode.
1: Okay, if they do, can you tell them I was just joking?
0: (laughs) I will, I'll put in a word for you. I'll put out an APB.
1: Okay, <laughs> put on an APB that I was joking.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll play with my police scanning radio. All right, well, Frankie, um, if you want to let Marcus back in for plugs, or if you have any plugs.
1: Um, yeah, I've got a plug. It's sort of like, um, it's dried fish, but you put it in your lip like a plug of chewing tobacco.
0: Mm, fish-flavored chew. Fish dip. Fish dip. (laughs) Sounds good. Uh, Does your friend Marcus have anything to plug?
1: Uh, Let me see. Marcus, they want you back. No, I'm
0: not going to let you play me. Hey, Larry. (laughs) Hey, Marcus. Were you trying to play?
1: Yeah, I was trying to grab a hold of the guitar. I wasn't allowed to. (laughs)
0: But he didn't let you. Yeah i know i i understand that a lot of musicians don't like non-musicians playing with their instruments
1: Yeah, very protected. it's not a toy i've been reminded <laughs> over and over
0: yeah uh what plugs do you have
1: um well uh the if you live in new york the armory comedy improv is in full swing friday nights at the tank 8 p.m uh on 36th and 8th so uh Come on through to those. Those are always super fun. Um, yeah, I guess that's it this time.
0: That's it, and I'll echo that as well. And follow at Larry the Athlete, wherever you get social media. Oh, and, yeah.
1: I have one more plug. Um we have um have you ever had Paul Pilato on this show? Yes. Um, yes, Paul has a show tomorrow at the tank at nine thirty, uh uh improvised talk show. So oh. if this comes out in time.
0: Yeah. Hopefully I'll get this out by March 30th and then you could listen and go to Paul Pilato's show, uh, Paul Pilata's show at 9.30 at the tank.
1: Yes. All right.
0: Oh. And I want to say to you, may all your dreams be hoop dreams and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.